Hello, mental health warriors. Today is Friday, October the 6th, 2023. And today's episode will be a little bit different. I had somebody reach out to me after finding my podcast and asking for some advice or some help. Um, And with her permission, I'm going to share her story and kind of talk about a few pointers. Um, I will be changing her name, of course, to protect her identity. And just know that if you ever want me to share your story anonymously, go ahead and contact me through email, through my website, um, elizabethlmft.org or elizabethlmft at outlook.com. So today's story is about somebody who is struggling with a king baby. And we all know the king baby is basically a an alcoholic narcissist or a drug addicted narcissist type. So the person's name is, we're going to call her Janie, okay? Janie reached out and she said, hey, um, I found your podcast in a time of need. Your episodes are very motivational and have given a lot of good advice. I decided to reach out today in hopes to get some more specific advice if you have the time. I know I couldn't be an official client of yours because I don't live in the United States, but I thought I would go out on a whim and email you. So here is Janie's story. Um, She's in her mid-20s and feels like she's in her mid-30s. She feels like the situation has just aged her because it's just been so stressful. Um, She's been married for about a year, been together for a few more years, um, still living at home. Um, going back and forth between her home and his home uh, because financially it's just a better fit, right? And in this economy, I totally get it. (laughs) Um, She describes herself as being organized, ambitious, um, putting other people before herself and thinking about, you know, how her actions and words will affect other people before she takes action or speaks those words. So she's conscientious and compassionate. She's um, empathic and she's labeled herself a people pleaser. She will hide the truth. Think of the shame shields. You just keep it a secret to keep peace for everybody else. Um, She describes herself also as an enabler to her king baby alcoholic husband. Um, A little backstory, she grew up in a household where it was very important to work hard for whatever you wanted because nothing was owed to you and this fostered a a good sense of independence. So in listening to the King Baby episode and other episodes of of my podcast, she says that she's learned um, that There's a name for this. It's a king baby syndrome for what her husband has. Um, Brought up getting everything he has ever wanted 
Everybody has always catered to him. He expects everybody to fix his problems, etc., etc. He's basically attached to his parents, an unhealthy attachment. Um, they enable him financially. They enable him in every way. And uh, he used to drink a couple drinks after work, but then he started drinking on his lunch breaks, started day drinking on and off. The guy has been in trouble with the law, getting a DUI. Um, he just uh, only stops drinking maybe a couple days, then goes right back to the drinking. Um, blows the rent money, the bill money, the grocery money on booze and on marijuana and tobacco. And she says, Janie says that she used to support him in his everyday needs without knowing really this was all going on. But then she realized she was being played because it really wasn't gas money or something reasonable, lunch money or anything like that, that he was asking her for money for. So when she realized that, she felt pretty duped. And um, his parents are still enabling him and giving him money. And uh, she really wants his parents to stop enabling him because she knows that it's not going to stop if he has somebody enabling him. And uh, he has an unhealthy relationship with his mother. Sounds like a toxic uh toxic dyad where two people um, have a codependent relationship, an enabling relationship, and uh, you know, like mom is just a little too close maybe relying on her son for validation and to feel needed, and her son's relying on her to basically fund his lifestyle. Um, Janie knew that her husband had a drinking problem before they got married and her parents could see it as well. Um, but she thought things were really looking up before the wedding because there were a lot of promises, a lot of future faking. And, um, now it's like the marriage has, has created a chain that links her to him and she feels a little trapped and everything is out of hand at this point. Um, he has a ton of debt and she doesn't. She has a decent savings put away. So she's just feeling overwhelmed, um, depleted, and kind of hopeless. And she's tried giving him ultimatums and uh, she, she just feels like everything's been taken very lightly. Nothing's really changed. And her ultimatums consist of, you know, break the bonds with your parents a little bit. Uh, you know, focus on your marriage, get more independent, grow the hell up, save some money towards buying a home together, um, stop drinking 100%, go to therapy, go to AA, stop all the dysfunctional, toxic conversations that you're having with your enablers. And uh, the main issues here are the drinking, 
his king baby syndrome and his uh, enabling parents. So through the podcast episodes, Janie has learned to be a little more assertive, uh, not tolerating what she used to tolerate. And um, this has her husband pissed off and uh, he's insulting her and uh, criticizing her family because he feels like he's being attacked. And this has given Janie panic attacks. Um, She's still trying to recover from the harsh things that he said. And it got brought up in conversation um, while his parents were around and they denied saying anything. And her husband played it off as not a big deal. And you know the drill, oh, you're being overly sensitive. That's not what I meant, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Janie knows what she heard and she's, she's really hurt. And, um, at this point he's staying with his parents. She's staying with her parents and she's made it very clear. She's not giving him any more money, but she is helping him by, you know, giving him a ride to work now and then, you know, small, very small things, but she's not giving him money anymore. Um, She doesn't even want to help him the way she's helping him now. She is just over it. So she says, there's so many things I wish I could say to his parents, uh, but I don't want to start drama and it should be his responsibility. And Janie, you're absolutely right. It is his responsibility to stand up to his parents, to take accountability and be a responsible grown up. Um, and she says, I hope I'm learning in a good direction with all of this, but I'm a mess. She labels herself a mess. So she's saying any specific boundaries or examples or self-care would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you are very motivating and inspiring and have helped me a lot. Thank you, Janie. So with that said, um, of course I responded to her, um, I sent her a whole bunch of tools on boundaries, going no contact, um, discussed, you know, the pros and cons of filing for divorce or letting it ride while you go no contact. Uh, Because, you know, there is a chance sometimes people do change when they have that big wake up call. So for those of you out there struggling with your own king baby Um, situation at home. It's very important to engage in good self-care. You know, it can be hard because we become the caretaker for this giant baby who should be adulting like we are. So it can be really difficult and we can end up neglecting ourselves completely. And that's never good because Then you become like Janie. You're just overwhelmed. You're depleted. um, You got nothing left to give. And that can cause us to decompensate into panic attacks, full-blown depressive episodes, feeling hopeless, feeling like giving up. And there are some core beliefs that I detect too. Um, You know, my opinion isn't worth anything. I'm not worth anything unless I'm taking care of somebody. This person is sick. If I walk away, I'm evil. 
Um, it's my duty to heal you. It's my duty to take care of you. My needs don't matter. Those are the kind of core beliefs that are popping up in my head in this situation. And I often hear that with clients. Um, you know, I hear what they say without them saying it. Their core belief that they're more important than I am. Um, my needs don't matter. I don't have a voice, etc. Right? So it's important to remember you do matter. And when you are the one taking on all of the responsibility, doing all of the caretaking, you are more important than that giant king baby, whether it's a giant king baby queen or a giant king baby king, man or woman, um, that person should be taking care of themselves. And they are choosing to stay in their addiction rather than to get help. They're choosing to stay in their addiction rather than see and open their eyes and see how much they're hurting the one person who's still sticking around and helping them and also enabling them by being their caretaker. But they're too blinded by their addiction to realize they got it made. And this, this easy ride will not last forever because people get sick of their shit eventually, right? So self-care is really important. And how do we do that when we have a king baby squawking and crying and throwing fits and conditioning us to jump when they say jump? Okay, so you may notice you can't really have a, a any kind of a meaningful conversation with them because they're not going to remember it the next day or they're going to cut you off because it brings up a memory of their glory days and they start talking over you or they just flat pass out while you're talking to them. Um, so stop trying to get your needs met, that need for a connection, that need for their validation. Um, stop trying to get that need met with them. It's time to reach out to Al-Anon. It's time to reach out to your friends, to your support people, to your parents, to whoever is there for you in your corner and reach out to them for your validation. Reach out to them for good conversation. Reach out to them to share your joys and your ideas and all of the things that you wish you could share with your partner, but you just can't. Um, you can join groups, get hobbies, go try something new that you've never done before. Go check out um, some classes on line dancing. Go take some crafting classes, learn to make a clay pot or learn to do glass blowing, go skydiving. If you're that bold, I could never do that, but some people are very bold and can do that. Um, you know, just, just go try new things, go to different groups, go to hiking groups, join groups on uh, meetup or on your local um, neighborhood website or through social media you know, find people in your area that get together as a group in a book club or whatever and start dragging yourself out of the house. And you may think, well, this person might uh, OD or get alcohol poisoning or who knows what could happen. They might die if I'm not there to watch them. That's not your responsibility. It sounds very cold hearted, but that's not your responsibility 
to watch over them like a toddler. If they hurt themselves because they drank too much, that's their fault. It's not yours. If if they have their phone charger plugged in and the end of the charger is on the floor and they fall asleep and spill their drink on the floor and then the liquid travels to their foot and they get electrocuted, that isn't your fault. It's their fault. If they pass out on the toilet and fall and bust their skull open, that's not your fault. It's their fault. If they get a DUI, it's your it's not your fault. It's their fault. They may try to say it's your fault because you weren't there to go get their booze for them, but that is not your fault. Um, it's time to disengage. And there's, there's something called the 180 method that is very effective with king babies and queen babies. So 180 is turning around halfway to do the opposite. So normally you are constantly checking on them, making sure they're eating, um, making sure they're safe from themselves. Uh, You're constantly covering their butts when they don't pay the bills. You're the one buying and preparing all the food and cleaning the house. You're doing everything, right? You follow them around and beg them to quit drinking. You try to have serious talks and offer your ultimatums and share your boundaries. You're trying with all your might, but it's falling on deaf ears. Um, Stop trying. Stop trying to talk to them. Stop saying, I need you to do this. I need you to step up. I need you to quit drinking. It's time to stop begging because they don't care. And until they hit rock bottom, until they realize they're killing themselves and destroying everybody around them, they will not care. Should you set up an intervention? That might be a good idea for some. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I've been involved in interventions where the addicted person gets up and says, you know, I'm not doing this shit. You guys are fucking assholes. And they get up and leave and they refuse to get help uh, regardless of everybody's pleading and tears they don't care Um, they refuse other times I've seen it work out really well where you catch them in a mostly sober moment and it rips their heart out to see how they're destroying their family and they willingly go get treatment and sometimes they have to get treatment twice three times five times um But eventually, they change. And that is possible. But not everybody changes. It all depends on the person and how much we're able to open their eyes during an intervention. So, you know, it's worth a shot. Try to to organize an intervention. Involve a therapist, family members, and friends who love this person and are concerned and want to encourage them to get help to beat their addiction. And even after they're out of their addiction, if they become sober, they still have to work on the addiction factor because that part of the brain is still running full force and they could relapse anytime. So it's important to address the roots of the addiction and the behaviors that lead to engaging in the addiction. Okay, so self-care 180. You stop begging them to change. You stop nagging at them, um, stop hiding their alcohol, trying to save them from themselves. And for God's sake, don't chug their alcohol to try to get rid of it or, 
or if you can't beat them, join them. Let's just get drunk with them. And then they'll only drink half of the alcohol and I'm helping them. That is a terrible thing to do for your health. Uh, I don't recommend that. And some people do try to do that. So self-care, get yourself out there, go to a salon, get your hair cut, go get a massage, go take a class, download Rosetta Stone and focus on learning a new language. Go on Audible and get all the self-help books you can find that resonate with what you're going through and listen to those self-help books. Listen to those with headphones and focus on keeping your house clean, not for them, but for you. Focus on working to make money to pay your bills, not for them, but for you. Stop asking. And it is okay to set boundaries and be very firm and say, listen, I am taking care of everything. You're not helping. I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm not playing along with that. So step up or step out. You have a week. You have a week to get your shit together. If you can't do that, you need to go because I'm done. And be very firm. This isn't an ultimatum. This is, this is a fact. This is you stating a fact about yourself, your boundary. Don't use the words, I have a boundary. I created a boundary. Don't say that. You sound like a douchebag and they're not going to (laughs) care. It sounds, it sounds like, um, you know, too much therapy talk. You don't want to use that outside of therapy, but when you set the boundary, you let them know I've put up with this for this long. I'm sick of your shit. Get your shit together or get the hell out of my life because I'm not doing this anymore. We are not getting any younger and I'm done. Understand? And no matter what they say, repeat yourself like a broken record. I will not tolerate this anymore. I'm done. You have one week. You have one month. Whatever time limit you want to give them. And stick to it. If they do nothing for a week, because honestly, they're not going to take you seriously. You've probably done this before, right? They're probably not going to take you seriously. They'll be like, oh yeah, he's on one again, or she's on one again, nagging me. Show them that you mean it this time. If you give them a week and they don't do anything after a week, get some support and remove them from your life. If you have to have people come in and pack up their things and take them outside and get them outside and then change your locks, do it. If you have to leave and go back home to your parents for a month or so to get back on your feet, leave them and do it. It doesn't matter what situation you leave them in. That's their fault. Okay. Uh, What else for self-care? Study good communication phrases. And I highly recommend Dan O'Connor, the wizard of words on YouTube. Go check out his page. He has so many great communication tools that, um, you know, if you're using the 180 method and you're using communication tools to respond to, um, insults or put downs, or uh, manipulations, demands from your king baby. You can use um, these these phrases, Dan calls them power phrases. You can use these phrases on broken record technique where you just repeat that phrase over and over no matter what they say. And it really drives the message home to them that you're not wavering. 
and uh, that's where the assertive communication comes in. It's assertive and compassionate. You're not being rude. You're not being mean. You're just saying in a very classy way, but being very firm as well. So think about the boundaries. What do you value in your life? Do you value peace of mind? Do you value having sobriety, people with clarity of mind to talk to and talk with and have a conversation and plan a future? People that you can sit down with and budget, balance your budget together. Somebody who's on your team as a real partner, not this giant baby trapped in an adult body full of intoxication. Think about what you value. So write down your values. And if you if you struggle with trying to figure out what your values are, um, I have episodes in this podcast about values. And uh, I also have worksheets with tons of different values on them. Um, on Dan O'Connor's page on YouTube, he has uh, a free download that you can download to try to brainstorm what your values are. And your values are what we build our boundaries around. So, you know, you value an addiction-free home. You value everything the king baby or queen baby is not (laughs) in a partner. So you keep those values uh, close at hand. And then, you know, like draw a circle on a piece of paper write that value inside. So if I value peace of mind, that encompasses everything in my life, right? There are a million different things that could disrupt my peace of mind. So I'm going to draw some little lines out from that circle and I'm going to write the things that could disrupt my peace of mind. King, baby, drunken, ranting, um, bills not being paid on time, having no time for self-care or for myself. Um, being run ragged by other people's needs and neglecting my own. All of these things are going to disrupt my peace of mind. They're going to cause me to not have peace of mind, but stress, right? So these are the things that I need to create boundaries around, right? So for each of those circles that you've put around your big circle of your value, all the things that could wreck your peace of mind, Draw little lines out from those circles and think of how you could put a boundary right there. How could you put a boundary right there? Um, I value peace of mind. I don't want drama in my life. What could create drama in my life? So I'll have to put a boundary on how much I will tolerate of this before I respond with this. I'm going to respond. I'm not going to react and blow up emotionally like I normally do. I'm doing the 180 method. I am now going to use my words and respond. I will take a nice deep breath. Seven seconds in through the nose. Hold it for three seconds. And put your chin to your chest and blow all that air out over your heart. And imagine blowing peace and happiness into your heart while saying to yourself, I love myself. I trust myself. I am worthy. Say those things in your head while you do that breathing and get yourself into a nice, calm place. 
and then go to your king baby and say, um, I'm not going to listen to you yelling and screaming. Uh, therefore, I will be going to my parents' house or you will be going to your parents' house. This is no longer something I will tolerate. Um, and of course, if they start to get uh, really nasty and violent, call the police and have them removed. <laughs> um if possible. And if it, that's not possible, go to your support person's home. Tell them, you know, things are hectic, things are horrible. Can I please come spend the night? Or if you have the extra cash, get a hotel room. But leave. Do not sit there and tolerate it anymore. You deserve better. Um, working and putting money away. Sometimes we can't get to that point of you know, enforcing our own boundary for ourselves. What will we tolerate? What will we not? Sometimes we can't do that unless we have a little bit of money to back us. You know, say if you need to go to a hotel, you're going to have to have money, right? So keep a savings account for, you know, future retirement, whatever. Open a second savings account for emergencies and throw money in there. And when it comes down to it, if you need to go get a hotel room to get away from your king or queen baby you can do it you can get up and leave and let them you know do what they're gonna do <coughs> stop basing your value and worth on how they treat you that's another piece of the 180 um, don't feel like you're nothing if they're not praising you and don't feel like you have to be needed because the world needs you the world needs you to share your talents. The world needs you to shine your light on it and others. But we have to be selective of who we shine our light on. We can't just... Sh- okay, thanks for hanging in there. Okay, so self-care involves good hygiene. It involves entertainment. It involves stress reduction and relaxation. It involves checking in with your support people, getting good therapy, working on self-help. It involves taking care of yourself financially, setting yourself up for success. It involves good self-discipline. It involves nutrition. It involves um, contributing to society giving back, paying it forward. It involves so many things. Um, And it's hard to do that when you're with a king or queen baby, but it's time to turn your back and say no to them and yes to you. And um, in some cases, it might be smart to file for divorce. You know, just let it go. Go no contact. And... um, We can't control others, but we can control ourselves and what we expose ourselves to. So make sure you're engaging in that. And Al-Anon is a great resource. In Al-Anon, they teach you how to focus on yourself and stop focusing on your king or queen baby. They teach you how to let things go, how to stop being so codependent. They, They teach you a lot. And you also have a great support group. So I highly recommend Al-Anon. 
Al-Anon is not run by therapists. It's run by group members. Um, they, they don't like us therapists going in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's a good support group of, of peers. Everybody's on equal ground, no therapist involved. And then also find a good therapist because it's really important to process all these feelings and release them and let them go. And when you're with a therapist, you're in a safe space of non-judgment and positive human regard. And they are going to walk right by your side through all of your darkness with you. They're going to help you process the fears and the feelings. They're going to help you dig up those root core beliefs that you've had since childhood. And they're going to help you to reframe them and um, how to become more assertive and how to focus more on yourself and take better care of you. They're going to help you to see your worth and help you to rebuild that cracked, destroyed foundation of you into a solid, unbreakable foundation that nobody can tear down again because you built it with your bare hands and your heart and soul. And the therapist will give you the right tools to build it. So similar, but two different things. So it's important to have a really good therapist. It's important to go to Al-Anon groups. If you can't find a local group to go to in person, they have them online all day long, every day. So that's something to look into for sure. Um, And a lot of times people who are with a king or queen baby, they start to let themselves go because when we're that exhausted... (laughs) Uh, it's it's kind of difficult to say, oh, let me get up and um, glow up today. You know, I'll dress up beautiful. I'll put on my nicest clothes. I'll style my hair, put on makeup. Or if you're a man, I'll, I'll trim my beard beautifully and put some nice sandalwood oil in it and dress up nice and um, use a crest white strip. You know, we could all use that once in a while, right? Um, How often do we actually engage in that type of self-care? You know, making yourself look and feel beautiful or gorgeous or handsome for the day. A lot of times we're too exhausted to even think about that. And we're lucky if we get in the shower because we're just so busy and overwhelmed with this baby. (laughs) Um, So start to focus more on that. Because when you look good, you feel better. If your environment has become cluttered and unmanageable, start working on it. Because when your environment has less clutter, you're able to have a little less clutter in your head. Um, Focus on good nutrition and supplements. Taking care of a king baby or a queen baby can take a toll on our health because stress fucking kills people. So look at your nutrition. Are you binge eating, you know, emotional eaters? Are you binge eating fast food and and sweets and sugars and uh, things like that out of stress? Are you uh, reaching for those things because it's convenient and you're overwhelmed and it's quick and easy? You know, whatever the case may be, sit down and take a good hard look at your nutrition. You don't want your immune system dropping down to where you catch every virus that flies through the air or to where you end up 
you know, with cancer or diabetes or um, something horrible, an autoimmune disorder, you know, you don't want to end up with any of that. All that stress and all that bad food and everything causes major inflammation, causes uh, certain DNA markers to flip on that we don't want flipped on that cause health issues. So really take that into consideration. Your environment, your energy, their energy, um, nutrition, it takes a toll on our health, not just our mental health, but our physical health as well. Are you getting enough exercise? Are you able to work off those endorphins? Are you able to work off that stress? Are you able to get that out of your system? Are you taking nice long walks? Are you going to the gym? Are you going to a dance class? You, you need to get that physical exertion to get some of that stress out of your body too. So definitely evaluate, evaluate yourself on that. Um, those are really important. As for the king or queen babies, diet, nutrition, give them whatever they ask for. If they want you know, to eat five cheeseburgers for dinner, cool, let me run to McDonald's. Here you go. You know, or you tell them, what, well, if that's what you want, door dash it. You know, um, it's not my job to feed you. It's yours. You're an adult. Um, so just take your power back. Doing the 180 is taking your power back. Um, that, that's just really important. Take your power back. Stop giving it to somebody who's circling the drain. They are basically circling the drain. They're killing themselves slowly. And they need help. They desperately need help. But it's going to take them realizing it and and deciding to do it before it will happen. So remember that. It's not your job to save them. It's not your job to save the world. You cannot love them into causing them to want to be better. They have to love you enough to want to be better. They have to have that clarity of mind to look at you and say, you're worth it to me. And if they look at you and say, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to get drunk. I'm just going to go get high. Um, Then they don't love you. They're not capable of loving you. They don't love themselves. They don't respect themselves. How can they love and respect you? So we need to have that power differential. And I'm not saying this to try to sound judgmental. I know it sounds very judgmental. That's not what I'm trying to do here. What I'm trying to explain is that They are on a different level. They are in a different realm. They are not on the same page as you. It doesn't mean you're a better person. It doesn't mean they're low lives, even though some of their behaviors might indicate that type of label. (laughs) Um, But they're not low life losers who should be thrown in the garbage. At the same time, you're not responsible saving them and keeping them out of the garbage they are throwing themselves into the garbage let them do it let them do it it doesn't matter you can't change anybody you can only work on you and um, until they realize what and who they are and they have that rock bottom moment which is different for every addict um their rock bottoms are, they're all different. Sometimes it's, you know, my wife walked away from me or sometimes it's my parents stopped associating with me. 
I wasn't allowed to go back for holidays. You know, it could be any number of things that touches the heart and soul of that person who is in their addiction to actually open their eyes for a minute and say, whoa, I'm really screwing up. I need to fix this. So don't worry about them. Worry about you. Give yourself that love, care, and attention that you've been giving to your king or queen baby. I hope this was helpful and feel free to email me if you'd like to be a guest on my podcast or on YouTube, one of my YouTube lives, feel free to reach out. I would love to have you come and share your story and we could discuss and maybe help other people through you helping you. So thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to hearing from you and Janie, You're worth it, and you got this. You are worth it. Don't forget that. You are strong, ambitious, responsible. You have a great future ahead of you. Don't anchor yourself to a sinking ship. You got this. You're worth it. Make that your mantra, please. And thank you so much for reaching out. And feel free to reach out some more if you need more. I'm here. All right. Remember, everybody out there, you're worth it and never give up on you. You will fly high like a phoenix, merging, emerging from the ashes, stronger, more beautiful and better by using your therapy tools.